ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ايها المسلمون خلق الله الثقلين لعبادته فمن اطاعه وعده بالجنه ومن عصاه توعده بالجزاء الاليم والحساب عنده سبحانه الله سبحانه وتعالى he created mankind and jinn to worship him whoever obeys allah is promised jannah and whoever disobeys him he is threatened with severe punishment and will be called to account for the slightest of deeds Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرَّ يَرَهُ Whoever does evil equal to the weight of an ant of a small ant he shall see it The sins of Bani Adam the sins of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are numerous some of which are as heavy as mountains as rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said in a hadith yaji'u yawm al-qiyamati nasun min al-muslimina bi-dhunubin bi-dhunubi amthal al-jibal that on the day of qiyamah some muslims will come with sins some of which are like mountains reported by muslim and some people will come with sins that are as much as the foam on the sea as the hadith says khuttat khatayahu وَإِنْ كَانَتْ مِثْلَ زَبَدِ الْبَحْرِ That these sins will be forgiven even if they are like the sea or the foam on the sea. We have sins that are perpetrated by the heart such as in our belief we people for example believe, believe that something or someone other than Allah can cause harm or benefit or they put their trust in other than Allah or arrogance or envy these are sins of the heart. Other sins we have are verbal sins, such as calling upon other than Allah, whether it's the dead or other than them, swearing by other than Allah, putting our vows and placing trust in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, telling lies, slandering, cursing, abusing, mocking, and, and so forth. And other sins are sins that are physical deeds that we do with our limbs such as making tawaf around graves, murder, theft, or adultery, and so forth. 
وَالشِّرْكُ بِاللَّهِ لَا يَغْفِرُهُ اللَّهِ إِلَّا بِالتَّوْبَةِ وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ صَاحِبُهُ مُخَلَّدٌ فِي النَّارِ As for shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's the worst of all sin. And it will not be forgiven except with tawbah. And in the akhirah, the mushrik, the person who was upon shirk and did not make tawbah, he will abide in the fire forever. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّهُ مَا يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ Indeed, the one who commits shirk with Allah, his abode will be the fire. And similarly, our major sins, Al-Kaba'ir al-Zunub will not be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except through tawbah. Our, our major sins, the only way that it will be forgiven is through tawbah. And some scholars mentioned a good deed that is performed with the highest level of truthfulness and sincerity. And the example they use is the example of the woman who was a prostitute, but because she gave some water to a dog who was thirsty, Allah forgave her sins. But as for those who commit major sins, and they do not repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then in the year after, they will be tahta al-mashi'ah, meaning they will be under the will of Allah. He may forgive them, or he may punish them. As for the minor sins, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made and has given us many different ways and avenues through which he forgives minor sins. Of them is avoiding the major sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِن تَجْتَلِبُوا كَبَائِرَ مَا تُنْهَوْنَ عَنْهُ نُكَفِّرْ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ وَنُدْخِلْكُمْ مُدْخَلًا كَرِيمًا If you avoid the major sins that offer burden unto you, we will absolve you of your lesser sins and admit you into a place of honor, meaning Jannah. So just by avoiding major sins, ayyuhal muslimoon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us that this will be an expiation of our minor sins. Wiping out the minor sins, as we said, is of many different ways. Firstly, sahih. A person whose aqeedah and his belief is sound, this is one of the best ways that Allah forgives sins. Just by rectifying his belief and having a sound belief system, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy upon him and forgives his sins. Or through speech, or through actions that are righteous. At times there is something that we say and Allah forgives our sins. At times it's a deed that we perform. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a righteous deed according to the sunnah, by which Allah expiates our sins. For this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is at tawwab the acceptor of repentance, the one who lowers his hand during the day to accept the tawbah of those who sinned during the night. And he lowers his hand during the night to accept the tawbah of those who sinned during the day. As Allah tells us, Wallahu yuridu alaykum. Indeed, Allah, He wishes to accept your repentance. This is our Rabb. He is the one who is waiting for us to turn to Him. He is waiting for us to repent unto Him. 
and he's waiting for, to forgive our sins. So no matter how numerous the sins of the children of Adam are, Allah's grace upon his servants is much greater. And for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has ordained for us, the sinners of this ummah, various deeds by which he forgives our sins. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith in Sahih Muslim, O son of Adam, were you to come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth, that fills almost the entire earth, and were you then to face me, ascribing no partner unto me, I would bring your forgiveness nearly the same. That as long as you turned unto me and you did not worship anyone besides me, I will meet you with the same amount of forgiveness, if not more. So our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is imperative. As the hadith specifically says, he does not associate partners unto me. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The gates of Jannah are opened on two days, Monday and Thursday. And Allah forgives every servant who does not associate anything with him, except the person in whose heart is rancor against his brother. It will be said, look to those until they reconcile. Again, this hadith teaches us that the sincere servants of Allah, who do not associate partners with Allah, every Monday and Thursday Allah forgives their sins, on condition that they do not break ties with their brother. Hadith is in Muslim. If we look at the importance of salah in al-Islam, its virtues and its status, then we will see that its performance, the action of salah, along with its preceding acts like wudu, like coming to the masjid, and the statements within and after the salah are all forms of forgiveness. Even the adhan, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, whoever says when he hears the adhan, وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ After the Mu'addin says, وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ The second time, and he says, وَأَنَا أَشْهَدُ And I be witness. And then he says, رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا And I am pleased with Allah as my Rabb. And with Muhammad as my Prophet. And with Islam as my religion. The hadith says, his sins will be forgiven. As for the Mu'adhin himself, then his sins will be forgiven as far as his voice travels. That even the fish in the ocean will ask Allah to forgive him. If we look at wudu, the one who perfects his wudu will have his sins fall off of his body along with the water as it drops from his body. Abu Hurairah reported that Rasulullah said, when the slave or believer washes his face, Every sin he contemplated with his eyes that he looked at of haram will be washed away with his face along with the water or with the last drop of water. When he washes his hands and his arms, every sin that he committed with his hands will be washed away with that water. When he washes his feet, every sin that he walked towards will be washed away when he washes his feet and so forth. And the hadith says with the result that he comes out pure from all sins. Narrated by Muslim. The Prophet also said, if a Muslim performs ablution perfectly and then offers the obligatory prayer, 
Allah forgives the sins committed between that prayer and the next. From one salah to the next, you pray wudu, you make wudu, you make salah, to the next salah, the Rasulullah informs us that Allah forgives the sins between those two salahs. Coming to the masjid, frequenting the masajid, waiting and sitting for the salah. As we are doing now, we are waiting for the salah. The hadith says, whoever stays in the masjid, waiting for the salah without breaking his wudu, is regarded as being in the state of salah as long as he is waiting for the salah. It's as if we are in a state of salah right now. And the angels are saying, Allahumma ghafir lahu, Allahumma arhamhu. Oh Allah, have mercy upon him. Oh Allah, forgive him. This is the status of waiting for the salah. Not what about the salah itself. Bin Dattal, rahimahullah, he said, whoever has committed many sins and he wants them to be wiped out without much effort, he wants easy forgiveness, then let him stay in his place after performing salah so that the angels will make dua for him asking Allah to forgive him and asking Allah to have mercy upon him when we pray in the salah the hadith says that our sins are placed on our shoulders and our heads and whenever we go into ruku' and sujood our sins they fall off of us into or away from our, our bodies in the salah the imam recites the fatiha and when he says and the people behind him, the ma'moom, they say, Ameen. The hadith says, whoever's Ameen coincides with that of the malaika will have his parsons forgiven. When the imam says, and those behind him say, whoever's statement of this tahmeed coincides with that of the malaika will have his parsons forgiven. After the salah, we all know the dhikr. Subhanallah 33 times. Alhamdulillah 33 times. Allahu Akbar 33 times. Followed up by la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamd. Wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. The hadith says your sins are forgiven even if they are as, are as much as the foam upon the ocean. Weekly, we come for Jumu'ah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whoever takes a bath on Friday, a ghusl, he purifies himself, himself as much as he can. Then he oils his hair or wears some perfume from his home. Then he comes for the Jumu'ah prayer and does not separate between two people sitting together. And take note of the detail the Prophet is putting in this hadith. That when you come, you don't push people away, you don't step over people's shoulders, you don't disturb them. Then he prays as much as Allah has written for him. He remains silent while the Imam gives the khutbah. He sins between that Jumu'ah and the last Jumu'ah will be forgiven. The hadith of fasting Ramadan, we all know of them. Man sama Ramadan, whoever fasts Ramadan, iman and wahtisaban, out of faith, seeking a reward from Allah, his past sins are forgiven. Likewise, the one who stands in the nights of Ramadan. Likewise, the one who stands in Laylatul Qadr. Iman and Wahtisaban. Out of Iman to Allah. And seeking His reward, His persons are forgiven. When we fast the days of Arafah, then it wipes out the sins of the previous year and the current year. When we fast the day of Ashura, the past year's sins 
are forgiven. This is how easy Allah has made the forgiveness of our sins. As-sadaqah tutfi'u al-khati'ah kama yutfi'u al-ma'u al-nar. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Your sadaqah, it extinguishes sins just like water extinguishes the fire. Hajj, whoever makes hajj for the sake of Allah, he does not commit any sin or have any relations with his spouse. Then he will return. He will return like the day his mother gave birth to him. And so these are the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he extends to the believers. And from these favors, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that the righteousness of the slave in word and deed are not sufficient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts him with some difficulty. He places some wadi, sadness, harm, distress upon him. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever is afflicted with hardship, sickness, sadness, wadi, harm or depression, Allah expiates his sins because of it. So these tests and trials that we go through is nothing but a rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. وَالْأَمْرُ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَالنَّهْيُ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالصَّدَقَةُ وَالصَّوْمُ تُكَفِّرُ فِتْنَةَ الرَّجُلِ فِي أَهْلِهِ وَمَالِهِ وَوَلَدِهِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said When you do amr bil ma'roof You enjoin the good And you forbid the evil And you make salah You give charity And you fast This will expiate the sins of the man Whose family was a fitna for him and his money was a fitna for him, and his children were a fit, or his children were a fitna for him. That man who had shortcomings as towards his family and so forth, or he spent too much time with them and avoided the masajid, avoided them the Quran and so forth. It was a fitna for him. This is how you expiate those sins. Hadith in Bukhari and Muslim. We have other deeds that are mutlaq, meaning unrestricted deeds, like this recitation of the Quran. Birrul walidain, being good to our parents, upholding the ties of kinship. All of this is a removal of our sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna al-hasanati yudhibna sayyat. Indeed, any good deeds will do away, will remove the evil deeds. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Wa atbi'i sayyat al-hasanata tamhuha. Follow up an, a bad deed with a good deed which will wipe it out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind that he granted us statements, adhkar, which are unrestricted to time and place. That whoever says them, their sins are forgiven. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, whoever says subhanallah wa bihamdi, 100 times a day, a thousand good deeds are recorded for him and all a thousand bad deeds are wiped away from him. Sahih Muslim. And he said, whoever says, subhanallah wa bihamdi, 100 times a day, he will be forgiven for all of his sins, even if they were as much as the foam on the sea. Similarly, good deeds to people, helping people, assisting people, wipes out the sins. There was a dog moving around a well, suffering from thirst to the point where he nearly died. Then a, a prostitute from among the children of Bani Israel came 
And she drew some water in her shoe and gave this dog to drink. And Allah forgave her sins because of this. If this is in the case of a dog, what about helping people? What about helping Muslimin? What about helping family? This hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. Forgiving others. Pardoning and overlooking the faults of others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلْيَعْفُوا وَلْيَصْفَحُوا أَلَا تُحِبُّونَ أَنْ يَغْفِرَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ Let them pardon and forgive others. Do you not love to be forgiven by Allah? And when you forgive others for their transgression, or their abuse, or their harming you, the moment you forgive them and you pardon them, do you not love that Allah will forgive you? This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with people in return. When we eat and drink, we refresh ourselves. We energize ourselves. We enjoy our food and drink. Yet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever eats any kind of food and then says, Alhamdulillah ladhi at'amani hadha wa razaqanihi min ghayri hawlin minni wa la quwa, his sins are forgiven. Praise be to Allah who has fed me this and provided it for me without any strength or power on my part. His sins will be forgiven. Any fatigue or pain that we experience, even if it's a prick of a thorn, is the forgiveness of our sins. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, whenever a Muslim is afflicted with hardship, sickness, sadness, worry, or harm or depression, even a thorn's prick will have some of his sins forgiven by Allah because of that. Imagine you break your leg. Imagine you're suffering with a severe disease. A prick of a thorn is forgiveness. What is that major sickness going to bring? What is a major test, major harm going to bring of forgiveness? Subhanallah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, whenever a Muslim is afflicted with harm from sickness or other matters, Allah will drop his sins because of that, like a tree drops its leaves. Like a tree drops its leaves, hadith in Bukhari and Muslim. When we gather to remember Allah, like coming together to seek knowledge, coming together to pray, salah, is a gathering to remember Allah. The Prophet said, Allah has angels who roam about on the earth, looking for those who love to remember Allah much. When they find these people, they call out to other angels, come to what you are looking for. And then the Prophet said, they surround them with their wings until the space between them and the lowest sky is filled. Is filled. And then Allah says, what are these servants saying? What are they gathering for? They are saying, they are here to exalt your praises. They are here to glorify you, to praise you. Allah says, I call you to witness that I hereby grant them forgiveness. Bukhari and Muslim. Likewise, the Prophet said in Hadith Qudsi, You commit sins day and night. O Muslims, you commit sins day and night. But Allah, this is Allah saying, You commit sins day and night, and I forgive all of your sins. You keep seeking forgiveness from me, and I will keep forgiving you. As long as we are making tawbah, as long as we are making istighfar, this is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the Quran, that as long as you are making tawbah, that Allah will not punish them 
if there are those who are seeking his forgiveness. In another hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, he said, Every night, when it's the last third of the night, our Lord descends to the nearest heaven and says, Who is there that's asking my forgiveness so that, so that, so that I can forgive him? Who is there that is turning to me so that I can respond to him? Who is there that's asking of me so I can give him? Allah descends and he, he himself calls out. He calls out whilst most of us are fast asleep. And he's saying, who is there that wants to be forgiven? Who's asking me? I'm here to forgive. Subhanallah. So there's no reason why Allah Azza wa Jal could urge us in this way to ask for forgiveness except that he wants to forgive us. Wallahu yuridu alaykum. As we said before, Allah, he wishes to accept your tawbah. Our tawbah expiates all of sins. Even if it is shirk with Allah. No matter what the sin is, if we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely, then there is no sin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not, will not forgive. At-ta'ibu mina kaman la dhambalah. The one who makes tawbah from his sins is like the one who did not sin in the first place. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna Allah yaghfiru al-dhunuba jami'a. Aqulu hadha al-qawl wa astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum wa li walidayya wa li walidikum wa li sa'il al-muslimina min kulli dhamb fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. Alhamdulillahi ala ihsanih wa shukru ala tawfiqihi wa amtinanih وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أيها المسلمون The best day in the life of the mu'min is the day when he repents to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said to a sahabi when Allah forgave his sins rejoice in the best day that has come to you since your mother gave birth to you Rejoice in the best day that has come to you since your mother gave birth to you. Ay, this is the best day in your, in your life because you are aware that Allah has forgiven your sins. When the sin, sinner or the servant repents, all of his past sins are forgiven. This is with sincere tawbah. The Prophet said, Whoever repents before the sun rises from the west, Allah will forgive his sins. So ayyu al-Muslimoon, Committing sins has a negative impact on our bodies, on our nafs, on our souls, on our properties, on our wealth, and on our offspring. Sins, they come with severe impacts and they come with severe consequences. It's upon the Muslim to wipe out and eliminate as much of his sins as possible day and night. This is why we need to do introspection. And try to get better day by day when we give up our sins for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They deprive us of our blessings. They prevent wealth. Perhaps there was some wealth meant to reach you, but because of a sin, Allah took it away. Because of our sins, Allah takes things away from us. The Prophet said, The black stone was whiter than snow when it came from Jannah. But it was blackened by the sinful deeds of the children of Adam. This is an example of the consequences of sins. What about our hearts? 
Just like it, the Prophet said, whenever we sin, there's a black dot that's put on our heart. Every time we commit a sin, there's a black dot that's placed on the heart. Until it overlaps or it takes over the whole heart. And the heart becomes hard and black. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ghafoorur rahim. He is ghafoorur rahim. And as we saw from today's lessons, that He has made many ways and ibadat by which He forgives our sins. The closer we get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the closer Allah gets to us. And the happiest is the one who exposes himself to Allah's gifts and forgiveness day and night. He does as much good as possible and he abstains from as much sin as possible. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeem wa inni laghaffarun liman taaba wa amana wa amila saliha thumma ahtada. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and verily I am indeed forgiving to him who repents and does righteous good deeds and then remains constant in doing them. So this should be the goal of the believer. And we never ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed he extends his hand day and night. Looking to accept the tawbah of those who sinned day and night. هذا وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على بشير النذير فقد أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض الله عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة وتابعين وتابع التابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا واستر عيوبنا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله وأقيموا الصلاة